You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode 113. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I am your host, GC Lee Pulford, and today I have another treat just for you. We have another interview here with an incredible wise friend. I speak with Janelle Romine, a dedicated pastor's wife and mother, about being heaven-bound. Janelle reminds us why we should be grateful for what we have, the importance of being part of a team, and why we should ask God for a new perspective as we serve the Lord in this modern world. So many great nuggets that you will walk away with, I know for sure. They are going to bless you. So let's get right into it. We have one more episode left in season six. So next week will be the last episode of the season. Stay tuned. I will be bringing my last interview that you do not want to miss. But today, let's listen to what Janelle has to say. This is episode number 113 that I am calling Changing Perspective with Janelle Romine. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome Podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fall fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am during the colder months this season, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest, modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S and stock up for all your layering needs. So So Modest is run by a one-woman powerhouse of a seamstress, bringing new life to fun fabrics as incredible, modest activewear. Think super cute stretchy skirts with matching leggings, custom made with your measurements. She even makes gorgeous swim dresses that honestly can be worn all year long. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order now when you shop at SoSoModest.com. That's S-O-S-E-W-Modest.com. If you're like me, then your Bible might be in need of a good protective cover. Enter in leather and cord. Using beautiful leather to create Bible covers, notebooks, headbands, and more. Leather and cord 
offers uniquely handcrafted items that honor the Word of God. Use my code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from their shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash leather and cord today. Is your skin starting to scream from the dryness already? The weather change is tough on us this time of year, but with Oneness Essentials, you will have all the handmade soaps, lotions, and scrubs that you need to let your skin shine and thrive every single day. At checkout, use code HelloAwesome for 15% off when you order from their website, onenesssoapbiz.com, and you will never have to worry about dry skin ever again. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm excited that you are back here with me and we have another wonderful guest here. Janelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. It has been so long since I've talked to you and I'm so excited that you're here. Can you just share with everybody listening who you are and what you do? Well, hello, JC. Um, It is an honor, truly an honor to... um, be on here with you today. And, um, I am Janelle Romine. My husband and I pastor in O'Fallon, Illinois. We pastor, um, Christ the King Apostolic, our wonderful church here. And, um, I'm literally who I am is wife to Andrew and mommy to my amazing little boy, Luca, our little miracle man. So, (laughs) and just pastor's wife, friend, um, that's, that's who I am. So it's good to be here today, JC. It does feel so good to just hear your voice. I think the last time we spoke was in person many years ago. Um, yes. And, uh, and, yeah, I know, I know, but yeah, I, I was just thinking about this podcast season and just the different people who could really speak into this topic, this theme, heaven bound, and the Lord really placed you on my heart, just the different things that I've seen you sharing. And I know your heart and um, just your love for people and the kingdom of God. And so uh, one of the first things I, I want to ask is from your experience, you know, your pastor's wife, your mother, you are active in the kingdom. What has been some challenges or um, some challenges and some blessings that you have seen as a pastor's wife here in America today? Yes. Well, I don't want to um, I don't want to just focus on the challenges um, because you could list. It seems like a lot of challenges, but I feel like the, the blessings always outweigh the challenges. But definitely there are challenges. Um, today. And so I wrote just a few little things down here, but, um, one of the things, and I think it was actually your pastor, brother readout that told us when we first started pastoring, he said, one of the most frustrating things about pastoring is this, is that you will want more for people than they want for themselves. And that was such good advice because he said, you know, you do your part and, and people don't always do their part, but that's not on you. And so that is one of the biggest frustrations, I think, and challenges is that you see potential in people and you see what they could be. And, and then 
they don't live up to that. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating because you want to say like, you can, you can be so much better and do so much better. So that is a challenge. Definitely. I think another challenge is, um, I, I think more today, more so in, I guess this season of life that we're in now, but is critical spirits. People, um, can tend to be more critical these days. I think because there's so much information out there that everybody's an expert on something, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so there's just a lot of critical spirits. And then, and then the other challenge I would say is just um, as a pastor's wife, the pressure to not be real, Um, Mm. you know, the pressure to, to, have just this facade, you know, of, of having everything together and, you know, (laughs) never having any challenges. I think that is, that is a, a challenge too, but on, on the flip side, the blessings, like I said, far outweigh the challenges. And, um, obviously as humans, it's easy to forget that some days, (laughs) on particularly challenging days, but the blessings, one of, one of my favorite things about being a pastor's wife is getting to walk with people through their best and worst seasons. Like I get to, I, I have the privilege and the honor to be with people in their best moments in their, you know, to like laugh with people and, and, celebrate when something amazing and good happens in their life. But then also to be able to have the honor and the privilege to be with them in the worst moments of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some people, I guess, would find that a burden. I don't find that a burden. I think it's an honor to be able to walk with people through those moments. And, you know, when they've just lost a loved one um, or, or, you know, had a bad health report, whatever it may be, just getting to be there with them on that very personal level, um, I think is a privilege and a blessing. And the other blessing of being a pastor's wife is getting to love people without having to be their pastor. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah. Like being a pastor's wife is a leadership role, but it's a unique leadership role because you're leading, but you're not their pastor. And so you get to lead by example and you just get to love people without having to pastor them. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are all all really great points. Um, And I agree. We definitely don't want to focus on the challenges. We can't sweep them under the rug. They are there. Um, That's why I wanted to, I wanted to make this question twofold because I wanted obviously us to focus on the blessings as well. And um, you you definitely hit the nail on the head when you talk about the critical spirits. I think that is just something that we are dealing with in society and it's just trickling into our churches because we're human. And so we really, I think a lot of us want the best for people. We're just not sure how to communicate that. And A lot of that comes out of pride that we think we know the answers to everything. Um, 
and maybe we do have some experience in certain areas. And so we, we kind of use that as like a, the catalyst to kind of like go forward and, and try and, <laughs> and try and make a difference. Um, right, but usually right. it doesn't, um, make too much of a difference except maybe, uh, you know, rub people the wrong way. <laughs> right. But, um, yes. Yes. You know, I think we do all, we all seem to want the same things. We're just not sure how to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I really love what you said about, um, just the blessings of walking alongside people in their best and their worst. I think it does say something when we are willing to be somebody's friend, when they can't give that back to you, especially if they're doing something or they're, they're, they're in a season of grief or suffering and they can't, they can't be a good friend back because they're just dealing with that life challenge, that trauma, and just the blessing of being able to be that loving friend and not expecting that in return. I think that's such a Christ-like attribute. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this world obviously is, I mean, we're seeing stuff now that we haven't seen ever. And oh my goodness. It's yes. really just out of control. And every time a new headline comes up, I it's hard to be surprised, but it takes you really by surprise. And it does. Yeah. It's so easy to feel defeated. I think we have think. also that, that defeated spirit among us sometimes. And yeah. um, I want to know how has the Lord been encouraging you lately? Well, I have to say heaven is in view. I mean, it is, it is in view and I feel it so strongly, actually almost on a daily basis and not even in a fear-based way, but I truly, truly believe that he is coming back soon. And I, you know, I'm not one, I don't gorge myself on news. I just don't. I get discouraged when I listen to the news. Yeah. I I get overwhelmed. I feel like, um, for example, one day it had been a while since I had like caught up on any news necessarily. I mean, I try to kind of stay up to date on on things, but, um, it had been a while. And so I sat down one day and I was just, you know, going through some different news sources on my phone and literally like within a few minutes, I was like feeling anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I was feeling fear. I was feeling all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, this, this is crazy. Like if it seemed like the minute I turned on these like news sources on my phone, like, like the world was going to end tomorrow. That's what it it felt like. Like, oh my goodness, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I had to just step back and say, no, like, I'm, I can't, I can't do this. The news today anyway is so sensationalized. And um, I mean, it doesn't matter, I guess, what vantage point people are coming from. It's very sensationalized. And so I have found some different news sources that aren't so like emotional, <laughs> that are more just like information based that mm-hmm. I try to look at. Um, but I I feel encouraged because I said that about feeling anxiety, but, but when you step back and you take a look at the bigger picture and you read the word of God, it, there's no reason to fear. 
And I, I don't feel fear. When I see the things happening in this world, I don't feel fear. Actually, I'm excited. I'm excited because I feel like God has placed us here for this time right now. And there's a reason that he has put us here right now during these last days. And it's humbling (laughs) because it's like, okay, God, you put us here to reach this dark world in, in these times. So you must have a lot of faith in us. (laughs) Yeah. So it's humbling, but it's encouraging because God has placed us here for a reason right now. And before, when we were evangelizing, before we were pastoring, people would ask us like, where, where do you see yourself settling down or, you know, ending up? And we really couldn't, ever answer that. We said, we don't really know, but our prayer was this, God, wherever you lead us or put us, let it be smack dab in the middle of revival. Mm. We don't care where it's at. Just, we just want to be in the middle. We want to be in the arena. Like we want to be where revival is happening. And let me tell you, revival is happening. It is happening. And so I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I love that. And we really should be encouraged. And I'm so grateful that you said that because it is easy for us to get the news from so many different sources. I mean, all day long, if we wanted to know something, we can know it, we can look it up. And I think that really is, um, it can be a blessing, but of course it can be a curse as well. And that's why, you know, having our phones in our pockets every day, we have to learn how to steward those tools well. Um, which I think we all, we all have a challenge, you know, doing that, but you know, like you were talking about, there is a revival and it is happening. I think that's when we have to really focus on the right things. And, you know, if we're following a lot of news sources, then I encourage those out there to also follow a lot of churches, um, on social media. I, one of the things that God has placed on my heart is to follow churches who aren't even in my district just outside and just support them by following them. Also, I mean, they are sharing videos of people getting baptized. They're sharing, you know, just uh, altar calls and, and messages. And, you know, when you hear the preaching and you see people responding, that's going to be an encouragement to us. And just, just to let us know that God is still working and people are still hungry for him. Yes. Yes. And when you see those posts, don't, don't get jealous when you see that, you know, don't have an envious spirit or even feel defeated when you see it and think like, well, that's not happening here. Mm -hmm. We rejoice with those who rejoice. Right. And, and when you rejoice with those who rejoice, God is going to bless you in return. And, um, that is one thing that God has been dealing with me about is just being more, um, when I pray, not so much praying for myself, but praying for others. And so I've been really praying for even our neighboring churches around here, like our area, our other apostolic churches that are close by. We are good friends with all of the pastors around us. Like we have a really good relationship and we're supporting one another. And so, yeah, that helps. That helps to be kingdom minded as well. Yeah. 
Definitely. And, and it is true. It is easy for us to feel defeated. If we, if we see that, you know, those things aren't happening where we are. Um, a lot of that has to do with timing and, and there's different people where we are. And so there's different seeds and there's different things yeah. that have to happen and, and things have to grow. And, you know, you have been here and you visited the East coast and it can be very yep. difficult to have, yes. to have church yes. in the East coast and to be, to be a Christian here and especially in the Northeast. Um, yeah. we just have yeah. a lot of cities. We have a lot of people. It's very, very crowded and, and, and fast paced, but that doesn't yeah. mean it's impossible. And no. so, you know, following other churches and, and seeing what's happening in other churches should just give us hope that that can happen yeah. here as well. Cause that same God that's working there is still here with us. It's just, Absolutely. we have a different story. Yes, Absolutely. For yeah. sure. So as faithful saints and, you know, people who are just trying to do what we, you know, what we feel called to do, how can we show up in our communities and for our local church? Well, be faithful. I mean, that is, you know, you hear that so much, but be faithful. But faithfulness is not just being a body in the building every week. Yeah. That's not faith. That's not just what faithfulness is. Faithfulness is getting involved, you know, being on the team, being supportive. Um, I, I always refer back to um, the Old Testament when Moses finished the um, building of the tabernacle, that people started bringing their offerings to the tabernacle And one thing that it said is that their hearts were stirred and their spirits were willing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, that is what I pray for every saint in every church that our hearts would be stirred and then that our spirits would be willing um, to give whatever God is asking us to give, Uh, whether it be our time, whether it be, our finances, whether it be um, just supporting the body, you know, whatever in serving, however, however God is speaking to you, but let your heart be stirred and let your spirit be willing to give whatever God is asking you to give. So, yeah, yeah, that's really good. And it's, it's so simple to hear, but, but it is. And I think we overcomplicate that. And I think we feel like there's another plan or there's there's other things we should be be doing, which may not be a bad thing, but we have to really simplify this idea of yes, of really what our what our calling is or, or, or how we can serve the local church and to be a blessing to our to our pastors. And that just means, like you said, being faithful, not just showing up, being faithful, of course, in your giving, whatever you can give, being faithful in just using your gifts to bless the church, however God will use them and, and being available. And, you know, when you say you're going to do something, follow through. I think the follow through is, is a huge thing. It it tells people that you are a a man or a woman of your word. And it tells God that he can trust you by putting you in those kind of situations. Absolutely. That is part of faithfulness. (laughs) Follow through. Follow through is a huge part of faithfulness for sure. So, and, and one thing we have learned pastoring is 
when you, you ask people to do something, they will do it because you've asked them to do it. Um, and, and not everybody. I mean, some people you ask them and they are just so willing, whatever, but other people you ask them and they will do it, but they do it out of of obligation. Yeah. But, but when people feel something on their heart and they come to you with a burden for something like that is, that is truly the people that minister to you is the people that come and say, I see a need here. And what is, what is a way that I can help fulfill this need that I see? Um, I think sometimes people are scared to do that too, because they feel like then everything's going to get dumped on them. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, it, if people see a need, um, we're not going to just dump everything, that whole need on them. But even if you just come and say, hey, I see this need, I want to be just a part of helping to fulfill it, um, whatever. I, I feel like I'm speaking vaguely because there's so many different aspects of service right. in the church. Um, but just where you see a need, you know, just step up and say, hey, I may not be able to do it all, but I want to be a small part of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely important. And, you know, we all know our limits. So we have to make sure that, you know, if we're going to say we're doing something, we should already be thinking ahead is can I actually follow through and finish that thing? Um, And, um, and yeah, I, I agree. I think just being willing and being available and, and just really being observant and being aware of the needs of the church and not always expecting to be ministered to or to, you know, for people to bless you, you know, we have to also give it back. That's part of being a saint of God is reciprocation. Absolutely. So we talked about our focus and, and, and just all these things grabbing at our attention and it, it is Mm -hmm. difficult. And I think that's why a lot of people sometimes um, have a block and they don't really see the needs um, and they don't really understand where they could work. Cause I think we just have so many things vying for our attention and we yes. just still pulled so many different ways that we really don't see clearly, um, what yes. needs to be done or, or the needs that need to be met. How can we focus on the right things when we have so many voices that are grabbing at our attention? Yeah, that's. Ooh, that this was one of the harder questions that I had, but I was sitting down making notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's so many answers, I think, to that question. But, um, you know, stepping back, taking a season to step back. I know you did. Didn't you just recently, you took some time off of social media and everything recently, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's been the theme. I think that um, yeah. as soon as I finish writing a book, I feel this emotional, spiritual, just like overwhelming, just burnout. And I always feel a need to step away and take some time to kind of recuperate. And it's been, it's been like an ongoing thing. So I always know if God has me doing a a project that I need to take time after that project to rest. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. Seasons of rest. Oh my goodness. Um, and we've heard it talked about so much, but, but do we really truly practice it? You know, um, taking, I mean, as a saint of God, like this is not even coming from being a pastor's wife right now, just being a saint. 
Sometimes you have to, you have to step back and it is okay. It is okay. If you are feeling overwhelmed or, or just feeling like, I don't know, sometimes your brain is just so foggy. You just can't, you know, it's like you said, there's so many things that are, that are vying for our attention mm-hmm. that it just gets all muddled in our brains sometimes. Yeah. And, and so taking time, you know, to, to just step back and, and have a season of, of rest is okay. Actually, it's not just okay. It's vital. Mm-hmm. It is vital. It's important that you do it. Um, you know, in the parable of the sower, he talks about all the different kinds of, of seeds that are sown on di- the different grounds. And the one that is sown on good ground, and then the cares of life come up and they choke out the seed, the seed that actually is, is growing, it's producing, there's, there's things happening, but all of a sudden the cares of life start choking it out. That happens to all of us, <laughs> you know? That happens to all of us where we get in seasons where just the cares of life start choking us. And you have to take some time at that point to kind of do some spiritual weeding, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. weed out that stuff. And it, it may be different for everybody. It is different for everybody, you know, things that are taking your time and your attention, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you have to be intentional, be intentional about, about taking a season of rest or healing, whatever it may be, um, be intentional about it, you know? Yeah, I agree. Obviously, I think it's just something that, like you said, we don't really practice. We see it all the time, but I, I think it's hard for us to actually put it into practice because we have to let go and we have to not yeah. have, um, we can't have control over it and right. we have a hard time doing that. It feels good to us when we can control things, especially our schedule, Absolutely. but yeah. part of being a saint of God is trusting him, trusting yeah. him. That if you let go that he will be able to meet your needs and take care of you. So then later on, you can still continue on the road that you are on and, and continue on the, the work that he has you to do. And there's no way that he's going to call you to do something and expect you to be on point and 100% all the time because we no. are limited and we're humans. Yes. And I think we yes. feel like if God calls us to do this and we have to have this God-like energy and we're right. just not God, you know, we no. have to still sleep. We have to still eat. We have to still, you know, rest our mind and take a break. And even when he became a man, when our great, big, all powerful God became flesh, he had to do that as well because he was subject to his humanity. And so we have to also realize that if we are made in his image and we are to be Christ-like, being Christ-like also means to rest as well because he did the same thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And rest, rest isn't necessarily just laziness. Yes. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not just taking a season of laziness and just to kind of, you know, rest is not binge watching your favorite show. That's not rest. Mm -hmm. You know, um, rest is, is literally like taking time to kind of just 
work on yourself, work on your mind, work on your heart. Um, just being quiet, stepping back from things and just having a quiet spirit, mm-hmm. you know, um, even when you want to respond to things, sometimes you just have to be quiet and keep your mouth shut and, <laughs> and say, no, I- I'm taking this time to just, um, kind of refocus my mind right now. So, and, and having a quiet spirit is so difficult. And that's why, oh, that's yes. why we really do, you know, need the yeah. fruits of the spirit because that's part of self-control. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if we want to control oh, something, we have to control ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. God, God dealt with me last year about that. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a Bible study about it, just about having a quiet spirit. And, um, yeah, that is, I'm, I won't even go into that right now, but <laughs> that's um, another podcast yeah. episode. We'll have you on for that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> another I, well, another well that of life, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely think too, a lot of that has to do with our culture, maybe how we've been yeah. raised, maybe how our personalities are. I know for me, I'm Hispanic American. We have a different way of life and how yeah. we operate yeah. and how I've been raised. And I really had to, you know, realize that the tradition and the culture that I'm used to doesn't, it's not wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God wants me to do where I'm at right now and how he wants me to operate right now. And so, you know, like you said, rest, you know, doesn't mean laziness. I mean, maybe one day you will have to just, you know, veg, but it really just means like simplifying what's on your plate. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There are days that you literally need to just stay in bed. I mean, (laughs) and that is healing. It really is. Yeah. (laughs) It really yeah. is. And, but, but when going back to saying like, be intentional, be intentional about that. Yes. You know, plan it, say tomorrow, I'm going to stay in my pajamas. I'm going to stay in bed. I'm going to drink coffee. You know, I'm going to read a good book, whatever, but be intentional about it. You know? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And then be intentional when you have to stop. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so that actually is perfect. Uh, the segue to this next question, because, you know, mm-hmm. being intentional is really important and obviously prioritizing, you know, our priorities. And it, yeah. it brings me to what we were saying before about being kingdom minded and really thinking about what God really wants us to think about. And I would love it if you would just kind of answer this, if you can, I know this is kind of, I'm giving you like really big questions, but what's one way we can have a kingdom mindset as we live among society? So that is a big question. (laughs) And I feel like my answer to that is, is, is sort of not deep, but just, um, one word that came to my mind was perception. So there's, there's a difference between perception and perspective. Um, so perception is how we see something, how we perceive something. Perspective is the vantage point that we're seeing that from. So, um, we can't always change our perspective necessarily. We can't always necessarily change our vantage point, Yeah. but our perception. So asking God to change how we perceive this world. So 
my prayer is always this. I pray that God would help me to see through his eyes and to hear through his ears. I want to see this world the way he sees it. And so I, I've been praying a lot that God would change my perception because I can't always change my perspective, but that he would change my perception of this world to see it in a more kingdom minded way, you know, to see people the way he sees them. Because when we walk around with God's perception of things, we see people in a whole different light the cashier that is checking us out at the grocery store, we see them differently when we are looking at it through God's point of view. But I think another thing is um, getting our focus off of society. I know we talked about that earlier, you know, um, with just the news and everything, but, but we are, we are getting a constant daily, diet of society these days, you know, through social media, through, um, advertising, how, whatever it is, we're getting a, a constant daily dose of society, you know, getting our focus off of society through the word. I mean, it is, it is, I don't think sometimes that we realize how much we're hurting ourselves when we are not reading the word of God, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we've all been in seasons where we have not been reading the word like we should, you know, we are human. We, we have busy schedules, like you said, but, but we are not, it's like we are starving ourselves when we're not getting the word and we cannot be kingdom minded without having a regular dose of the word of God, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because we're getting, we're getting a, a barrage of things from society. But when we're not taking that time to just um, feed ourselves through the word, you know, um, then that's, that's hurting us. And yeah. so, yeah, just, um, being kingdom minded through perception. And I, does, if that, does that even make sense? <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's really just a good way to put it because it's, I, I definitely love analogies. The Lord uses yeah. analogies yeah. to help me as well. And I think that's so true because, you know, we, we are here. We can't change right. that fact. We are here. And so yes, we are, and that's our perspective. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so we do yeah. have to ask the Lord to just change our, you know, um, perception, right? We have to, we have yeah. to change how we see things. And if we, if we're going to always see people as just evil and we're always going to see them as never like loving God and they'll never, they'll right. never change and we're not seeing them the way God sees them. Right. And, 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 and- not even, not even just seeing them in a bad light, sure. but, but looking at somebody and seeing them as just another saint to fill a pew. Mm, yeah. So that you can fill your church with numbers. Like that's seeing people the way God sees them, you know, looking through his heart at, at people and truly, truly loving them. You know, God, God is love. And, and so we have to love 
people the way he loves them. Right. And um, so I think we, we, we have to see people that way. And when you see people that way, you're a lot, you're a lot quicker to forgive. You're a lot less quick to judge somebody, you know, um, when right. you just love, when you love them the way that God intended, um, that g- the way God loves them and us, you know? Yeah. And I think when that happens, we will criticize less. We will pick less. We would have more grace for them because we understand how much grace God has for us. Yes, absolutely. So I, I would love it if you could just take some time to speak to somebody listening who really is having a hard time connecting with their local church. Maybe they don't feel like they're being seen or they, they're just not sure where they can serve or maybe someone who is struggling with staying kingdom minded. Uh, Maybe they really just can't get past, you know, what they see. What would you say to them? Well, that's, I think goes back to the last question, you know, your, your perception of things. Um, But also, you know, I heard somebody say once, you cannot, some people that get offended at the church and leave because they were offended at the church, it, but they still want to want God. You cannot have the head without the body. You cannot, the head cannot function without the body. And as imperfect as it is, the body of Christ is, is your lifeline. It is vitally important. You know, God, God used imperfect people and called us his body, which is just incredible, incredible. You know, that we are, we are very imperfect and we make a lot of mistakes, but we are his body. And, um, so, you know, finding, finding yourself where you can fit into the body and being submitted, you know, um, submission we we don't like that word very much <laughs> mm-hmm. but it is such a very very important um powerful principle is submission and submitting yourself to obviously your spiritual authority in your life you know your pastor whoever it may be your spiritual authority um but then submitting yourself to the body one of the most powerful stories of submission in the Bible for me anyway, that has spoken to me is the story of Hagar. When Sarah kicks Hagar out (laughs) and says, you know, Sarah gets jealous of Hagar and says, leave. And so Hagar goes and she's in the, the wilderness, she's in the desert. And the angel comes to Hagar and says, go back and submit yourself to Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're going to be blessed, but just go submit yourself. That had to be so hard for Hagar to do, to go submit herself to someone who literally hated her, you know, um, and, and to serve her still like the power of submission, but God blessed Hagar through that. And um, God blessed her seed and her lineage, you know, because of that. But Hagar had to make the choice in that moment 
to either go on or to go back and submit herself to Sarah. And, um, you know, we don't, it's, it's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. And I don't, I didn't even intend them talking about submission right now. I really don't know why I got off on this, but, um, but just the power, the power and the blessing, the blessing of, of it. Um, and so if you're having a hard time connecting or, or whatever, you know, um, just go to your pastor, first of all, and tell him that be open, be open about that. Um, sometimes as a pastor, you know, you think God just tells us everything and speaks to us audibly about everything that everybody's dealing with in the church, but that's not always the case. And sometimes we will find out about something later on that somebody has been dealing with. And I have literally told, told people before, like, I wish you had come and told me that, you know, before it became a problem, you know, um, so go to your pastor and tell him, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm having a hard time connecting, you know, can you help me, um, help me to be submitted first of all, but then, you know, can you help me to find, to find my place here? And, um, you know, a loving, loving, gracious pastor will be thrilled (laughs) that you come in that open honesty with him and tell him that. So, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Thank you for that. I, I definitely think, you know, part of it is kind of, you know, submitting and, and we're not saying it, obviously it's not a derogatory term. It really is just a denial of self. That really is what it is. And it's the way that Jesus denied himself, you know, and um, it's it's, a beautiful, it is beautiful. And when we deny ourselves, there's certain things that God is working within us and he's elevating things within us um, that we can't see. And so it goes back to the, what's our, what's our perception um, yes. sometimes yeah. what we see is not always what's really going on. And so, um, yeah, trying Absolutely. to not be offended, um, being so quick to think that you're not needed, being so quick to think that you don't make a difference there. All of those things, first of all, is not, um, coming from the Lord because he has a place for you and he loves you. And, and like the head, like you said, the head, you know, and the body, they go together. So you do have a place in the body, but maybe that's just not evident to you right now. And so I do, you know, humble yourself, go to your pastor. And if he's led of the Lord, he will, of course, you know, work with you and maybe it'll take time, but you have to give yourself that time and um, realize that not everything is going to be black and white. Not, not all of our, all of our callings or, or where we fit in is going to be set in stone or, you know, as somebody yeah. who's a creative Christian, that was very difficult being artsy yeah. and a writer. It's hard to think how can that be used on a team every week in, yeah. <laughs> in church? Like I, I'm not an ordained preacher or minister. I, I don't play piano. Do not put me behind the piano. You know, right. uh, that will not work out for worship, uh, but God really used that. And he was able to, I was able to to go to my pastor's wife at the time. And, and she was able to take me on as her assistant for decorating. And so there's different things that God will, will work through you and work out for you. If you are willing to just work with people 
and be humble and just talk to people. And like you said, be just honest and open about it. Yes. Yes. So the theme of this season is heaven bound and we touched on it a little bit, but I'd love, I'd love to talk about it more. When you hear heaven bound, what does that mean to you? Oh, heaven. I mean, heaven bound. It's heaven is there's an old song. um, That's I think the title of it is heaven for me. Um, And it says, you know, Jesus will be what makes it heaven for me, obviously, like seeing Jesus. And I know the next question you were going to say, you know, about heaven, I, I think it just all encompasses like heaven, no more burdens, no more tears. I think, I think of heaven as a place of, of so much hope, so much hope, um, You know, sometimes this world feels very hopeless, but heaven is going to be a place where there is absolutely no hopelessness. And and when you really think about, like, how incredible that is going to feel, when there is no hopelessness, when there is no fear, no fear, um, utter peace, utter joy, that that is what heaven is to me and and so yeah i just just being there with jesus <laughs> no more tears no more sorrow there's so much hope in that there's so much yeah. hope in that and so if you're listening and you haven't felt encouraged that is our encouragement heaven is our encouragement and i know sometimes it yes. can be overwhelming because we know that it's it's such a big place and it is a big deal but there's so much there that's just waiting for us. And, you know, if we're faithful and we do what God tells us to do, you know, down here and we follow what he tells us to do um, so that we can be saved. There's just so much waiting for us more than we, I think, could ever dream. Oh, yes, absolutely. But while we are here, (laughs) what can we do to, what can we do to celebrate and honor our pastoral family? How could we uplift them? You know, I say this and I said it earlier, just be on the team. We are, we are, this is a team effort. Um, you know, as, as pastor for my husband and I, anyway, you know, we are not like sitting up here at the head table while everybody else sits out here you know, and looks at us. Mm -hmm. We are in this together. This is a team effort and we cannot do this on our own. We need the, we need the body of Christ to join hands with us and let's do it together. We are in this together. We, um, last year, actually this past Sunday, we just celebrated a one year anniversary of our, we call it our sister church. It's not a daughter work. Um, but there was a couple that felt a burden for the Metro East um, here in St. Louis. And so they, they approached us and um, said, you know, they were thinking about starting a church here. And we wholeheartedly just jumped on board with them. And so they are not a daughter work. It is, it is a sister church. 
So we help support them financially and things like that, but they are fully autonomous. Um, But watching our church just jump on board with this and helping to serve, we have we have our regular Sunday morning church and then they have church on Sunday evening. And so we have people there from our church every Sunday evening, helping them serving in their church. And, and um, man, the, the blessing of God through this has just been incredible. Like watching people just, just get on the team and just, just trusting, you know, trusting us through this. And just jumping in head first. Like we literally just jumped in head first. And there is a, we just celebrated their one year anniversary, Truth Church Waterloo, um, Pastor Matt Carraway. We just celebrated their one year anniversary this past Sunday. And they are regularly, I think, running like 35 people now every Sunday. And God is blessing. And so my husband and I were actually just talking about this yesterday, like, Where would our church be today if we hadn't have joined alongside the Caraways last year to help start this church? Mm -hmm. We would not be where we are today without that. Because just, I think people, God hasn't just blessed through that, but God has also blessed our church through it. And um, so many things happening. So yeah, the best way you can support your pastor is just to get on the team. Join hands with them, pray, pray for us, pray for us as pastors and pastor's wives. Um, You know, we are human beings. We make mistakes, a lot of them, (laughs) but um, yeah, let, let us be human and make mistakes and pray for us. (laughs) Um, And then just, yeah, join hands with us and let's, let's win the world and change the world together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I agree. I love that so much, you know, because it's, there's a lot on your shoulders. There's a lot on our pastor's shoulders. And, and I love what, what you said earlier, you know, about, you know, you're going to want more for people than they want for themselves. And I think that's definitely true. And I think that's part of being kingdom, kingdom minded is God is going to show you things and show you things in people and potential and, you know, it's up to them, obviously, to do what they will with that. But when that person joins hands with you and sit, and comes alongside you and said, I'm, I'm going to honor you and honor your work and I'm here and I'm willing to be a worker and I'm, I'm willing to do what needs to be done around the church and around this community. That's just such a beautiful thing. And that really is unity to be unified yes, in Christ. And that's what that's what the body does when different parts come together. We are attached to each other. Absolutely. Yes, we are. Like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love it if you would just take just a little bit more time to share anything else that you feel God's been teaching you in this season of life right now. Absolutely. I And I won't be long-winded with this, um, but two things that God has very much dealt with me about and kind of literally wrecked me, wrecked me over these last couple years. Um, I, I don't know. I've been, I've gone through just a, a season of change in my life in the last couple of years, in my heart, my thinking, 
Um, God has just been working me over literally. (laughs) Um, but two things that, that have come out of that, that God has dealt with me a lot about is number one, humility, just being like, like we said earlier, mentioned earlier, having a quiet spirit, um, you know, not always having to speak when you want to speak, um, just having a quiet and a meek spirit. And then the, the other big, big thing that has just been heavy on my heart or strong on my heart is gratitude. Gratitude. One of my favorite, favorite quotes is gratitude turns what you have into enough. And I have, I have really, really been working hard to have gratitude in my life. Gratitude takes away hopelessness. Mm. And, um, you know, we've, we have just dealt with some, some very hard things lately in our society, in our world, but, but also in the church. And, um, so I've just been really working hard on myself to just have gratitude, to be thankful. And it is such a simple concept, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, every night before we go to sleep, Luca and I have our prayer time and I'm trying to instill that in Luca. Like we go down the list and we talk about what we're thankful for. And, um, because I want to instill in him gratitude because gratitude takes away greed. It takes away pride. Um, it, it takes away depression, Mm -hmm. um, gratitude, you know, I was complaining one day because our house, we live in a fixer upper and our house has been literally under construction for like a few years now. It's just, we've been working hard on our house. And one day I was just, you know, having a pity party like we all do and feeling sorry for myself and wishing my house was better. And, and God just really kind of smacked me upside the head in that moment. And said, yes, but what are you thankful for? I know what you're complaining about, but what are you thankful for? And it just hit me, you know, there's so many people that have literally nothing. And here I am complaining that, you know, my cabinets aren't pretty in my house. (laughs) Um, And so I just, I've really tried to change my thinking and and, um, trying to be thankful more and taking time to be thankful and writing down what I'm thankful for. And that really, it, it's changed me. It's changed me. So, yeah. yeah. Those are very, very, very good things. Uh, very yeah. hard things to go through, but they're necessary. And as someone who also had a fixer upper, I definitely yeah. understand the frustrations because we have it in our minds what the end result is going to be, or at least what we would like it to be. And we open right. our eyes and that's not what we see. Right, right. So it really and, goes and for back a woman, to- you, Yeah, your home is your identity as a yeah. woman. And, um, you know, so I, I, I felt like my identity was wrapped up in that a little bit. But man, after you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you can't <laughs> literally like, like you cannot not be thankful because yeah. 
vanity. Everything is vanity in this world. Everything that we put into our temporal things here is just vanity. And I think it's okay to make your home obviously as comfortable and as beautiful as you can um, for you. But, but it's, it's just temporal. And God has like laid that on my heart. Like this is just, you know, this is just temporal, what you have here, yeah. um, you know, so just be thankful. <laughs> so I'm trying to that. be. Well, I love that. And I needed to hear that because, you know, I was just looking at all the clutter in my house today and taking a deep breath and be like, Oh girl. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Oh man. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for your time. And of course, for speaking into this, you know, just topic. And I, I love you and I love your heart and I'm thankful for our friendship and the conversation that we had today. I know that it is going to bless somebody And I would love it if you could just take some time to let people know where they could follow you on social media and where they can connect with your church. Absolutely. Um, Our church is CTK O'Fallon. Our, I guess our handle, our our, um, Instagram and and everything is CTK O'Fallon on um, YouTube. You can also search that. And we have a lot of videos on YouTube and we live stream every Sunday. Um, So we have a wonderful church and I'm thankful for that. Um, For me personally, um, my Instagram is private, but you can always request to follow me. It's Janelle Romine um, on Instagram and Facebook. It's Janelle Bowling on Romine on Facebook. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to connect or just you know, DM me if you have any questions. Um, yeah, but JC, thank you so much for the honor of having me on here today. I I really am humbled and honored by it. And I want to say congratulations on 100,000 followers. Like that's incredible. (laughs) That is incredible. And I'm so like godly proud of you. That is so awesome. And um, it's only the beginning, girl. It's only the beginning. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I I really am. Uh, this has been such a blessing. And thank you just so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. I've loved it. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? tagging me at hello awesome live i would be so encouraged also please leave a five-star review in itunes or apple podcasts sharing how god used this to bless you don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes to learn more about hello awesome and shop inspirational products head to helloawesome.live using the promo code hello 10 for 10 percent off your next purchase until next time keep your chin up beautiful